Hello, and welcome to another episode of Capsule Production Podcast. I'm Sean, and I'm joined by Joven today, and we have a very special guest with us today as well. Her name is Chandler Nakhan Pham, and she is from Palm Beach Atlantic University. So if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself. I'm really glad that you took the time to pronounce my name correctly. Um, I appreciate that. And I am from Palm Beach Atlantic University. I'm a fourth year pharmacy student, and I'll be graduating in May 2021. And uh, I think it's awesome that Sean started off the podcast because I would have completely butchered your name, fam. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I go by fam. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would have completely butchered it. We would have had to do like five to 10 takes. And uh, so thank you, Sean, for getting it right on the first try. Nice. Well, you pay me the big bucks, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So today's episode, uh, Chandler's going to help represent the Palm Beach Atlantic University um, College of Pharmacy. So um, we're kind of doing a string of episodes where we're trying to gather intel on the different pharmacy schools so that way any pre-pharmacy student that's listening can make a conscious decision on picking a school because I know when I was a pre-pharmacy student, I honestly just chose UF because of the name brand. So that's probably not the best thing to do. Um, You should probably actually um, invest some time to figure out which program is best for you. So um, Chandler's gonna be here to kind of champion Palm Beach Atlantic University. So you said that you're a fourth year student. Um, so could you just kind of tell us your overall experience that you had there? I like how you said Intel, it's like you're a spy or something, but I'm just your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just another pharmacy student with y'all. So yeah, my experience at Palm Beach Atlantic University, long name, we call it PBA for short. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, PBA, my overall experience was one that was one of like really great unity among like my students with each other and the staff and the community too. Um, I got that through a lot of leadership positions and volunteering and PBA is really a great school for encouragement of reaching out to others and, you know, also motivating yourself to become better each day. Mm-hmm. And so PBA, that's in West Palm, correct? Yeah, it's in West Palm. Beautiful beach, only a five-minute stroll out of campus. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think our I think our closest is Coco at the Orlando campus, and it's probably like maybe forty-five to an hour. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a plus. That's a win right there. Yeah, for- yeah. Okay. You know, like especially after exams and like you want to cool off and like yes. let some steam off or just yeah. relax your brain a little. That is, that is crucial and very important. Um, any pre-pharmacy student that's listening, it's very important to make sure you have a good outlet to release your stress. Mm-hmm. And if the beach is yours, that could be very beneficial. That's true. You know, I got my swimsuit in my locker, so. <laughs> <laughs> so what are some of the things that you loved about your school? Um, as I mentioned before um, about the unity, it's truly like a family bonding experience. So what PBA does to really have all the students first year connect with, you know, the upperclassmen and the staff is when they begin their first year within the first two weeks, we have an activity called Fall Fest. It's where each year competes against each other 
in kind of like a field day. And you guys accrue points as classes if you win certain events. For example, there's like simple things like tug of war. You know, there's also mm-hmm. things like um, relay race where, okay, who's the best at counting the pills accurately? And then going over and shaking all the pill bottles out to empty them and like doing like yeah, um, basketball hoop style with like the brown bags. It's things like that, you know, where you get closer to each person, you get to know them better. Instead of just sitting in the classroom, sitting in lecture, some people, a lot of times I'm guilty of this, where I just go to class and I go home. I don't take the time out to really connect with other students. So like that experience really made my pharmacy journey a lot easier on me. Okay. And that's good too, because that's keeping you healthy. I see you guys have like a little Olympic theme type of (laughs) type of good that's good um so is there only one campus are there multiple campuses so for the pharmacy school there's only one campus and that is in west palm beach but it's a little humble building you know we don't we don't got a lot of other buildings but it's good to be that way i think mentally you prepare yourself like okay i'm entering my school and i'm ready to learn and what it is is for example the first year students y'all all study within the same lecture hall throughout the whole P1 year. Okay. And then you move on to another lecture hall during P2 and P3. So it's like, you see yourself progressing and like sometimes you're a P1 at the end of the hallway and you're like, dang, I'm going to reach that P3 class at the <laughs> other end of the hallway one day. That's going to be me. And yep. then you reach P3 and you look back and like, wow, I can't believe I was a P1. Like That's that's really cool. Like, that's honestly really cool because like you said, you're kind of training your mind for goals and it's like, Hey, once I get to P2, P3, I'm now on this level. I'm now on this level. And then once you reach the top level, you can look back and reflect on how far you've gone, you've gotten and everything that you've accomplished throughout your time there. So I think that's a really cool idea. Yeah. It's really good. Like not only do you mentally feel yourself becoming more knowledgeable, but you physically see your progress too with like the whole um, lecture hall series. And do you share that building with any other colleges? Nope. It's just us at pharmacy. Sometimes we have extra lecture rooms where we also have a nursing school as well. And sometimes nursing will do their simulations upstairs. And we also do the interprofessional, you know, group activities where nursing would join us for activities on our building. And it's pretty fun. And this is how I know we're, we're good friends because I was about to go to interprofessional um, collaborations to see if you do that. And you just mentioned it. Yes, so, it's my favorite thing. A lot of people feel... You know, you have your own mental blockade of like things you've heard about other professions and how they behave or like you don't really get a full grasp on what everyone does and how we fit together as a team, kind of like a puzzle. But we don't have a medical school. So we collaborate with FAU's medical school, which is in Boca Raton, which is only like a 30 minute drive. And we'll work with their medical school and their social work school. And um, um, our nursing school and the pharmacy school. And what we do is we collaborate with one of the nursing home facilities there. And it's really great. Um, 
we have like our own personal patient we build a relationship with we go over to their house if they're independent living and do the full gambit of you know each of our roles and what we do together that's really cool i know um we kind of have something too where because we're in orlando we collaborate with the ucf college of medicine and nursing and like pt etc counseling um etc so we collaborate with them but I think there was only one time we did an event where it was real people where they kind of just volunteered, but mm-hmm. majority of the time it's actors. So I think it's really cool that you guys are actually getting hands-on experience with real people. Right, right. And I think that's so important because, you know, a lot of times you see your first patient and you're nervous, you don't know what to do. And I liked what we talked about earlier where you mentioned, you know, Sometimes you have to see people as people, you know, they want to build a relationship with you. They want to be able to talk to you. And our experience with the senior citizens and their family was great. Like we were able to speak freely to each other and work to build a good plan for them instead of just being nervous and trying to go by the book and like read off a list. It was more of an open dialogue and that's what we should really like work on. Yeah. And that's something that, I would say it was challenging for myself, especially since I didn't work in pharmacy early. So like my first, actually first, second, third year, I didn't work in pharmacy. So it's, it was kind of hard to build that experience with real people because actors, even though they're actors, I feel like they're still kind of scripted to how they're supposed to answer. So right, it's like, right. you never know what you're going to get. And you're kind of building a, I don't want to say tolerance, but you're building a level of understanding and how to communicate with multiple types of patients. Exactly. And I think that's super important because, um, which we'll get, oh, we should probably get into that now, like what your career interest is. So like based off your career interest, that could play a very big role. Um, Right. So my career interest is going into ambulatory care. Um, For people that don't know, it's more of a clinical setting where you see mostly the same patients regularly and you follow along with them on their health journey. And the reason why I like that is I love building relationships with people. I love seeing people's progress. I love being able to talk to them like, hey, how are you doing this week? And what you give is what you get back. So the open heart that you give when you take care of your parents, they reciprocate it. You know, um, I have a little anecdote where one of my care rotations I had this patient, we were working with her on her A1C level for her diabetes management, and I would follow up with her every week, and I would do the telemed visits with her, and she would call me without me prompting or me asking to make an appointment with her, and she'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy, I just got my results back, and my A1C dropped, you know, half a percentage, I'm so thankful that you're, like, there to help guide me and like you've been my friend this time and that's all we are we are their friends as like you know someone who advocates for them you want to think of them with an open heart with an open mind and that's what i think healthcare really is is the care part that's the forgotten aspect i think sometimes is the it's not just treating them it's also caring for them Mm -hmm. i think that's often the forgotten part and I think uh Sean Sean and I have as y'all know we've we've done rotations together but like we've experienced that where it's like seeing some patients where literally just listening to them whether it be for an hour 30 minutes whatever 
they are more willing to listen to you because you took the time to care about what they had going on versus just coming in and telling them like, hey, you need to change this, this, do this. It's like, hey, um, let me come now. How are you? Like, what is, right? You know, how are you dealing with this? How are you handling this? This, this is shocking. This is a new um, event, you know, that just occurred. So um, a lot of times, you know, they may not know that or if they've had diabetes for a while or any chronic disease state, but never tried to manage it, you know, they probably had some type of fear, some type of reason for not doing that. So let's kind of tap into that. And that's where I think um, it's almost like you're, you're a pharmacist and a mental health coach. <laughs> you know, it's like you're kind of tying both of those to really show that you care about your patients. Right, right. And as we all know, sometimes as pharmacists, we're the people that they talk to most in their life sometimes mm-hmm. because with the updates on our meds, how to take their meds, you know, calling for refills. It's about building a relationship, not just going through the motions, you know. So I really like that. That's awesome. And sometimes, like, the biggest thing you can do for a patient, like, we have so much medical knowledge, but at the end of the day, sometimes the biggest thing you can do is just listen, you know. There's been so many times me and Joven have been educating patients on certain medications, and the next thing you know, they reveal something that's not in the patient's chart or that the they never communicated before and it's like whoa like this is something new that we need to consider so Mm -hmm. it's definitely important to listen to everyone definitely yeah sometimes I feel like I'm part detective when it comes to that stuff too where you want to find like the good details about the patient you know not everything is written down in their med history Mm -hmm. so it's really good to be able to talk to the patient this is true I agree so with PBA now, um, can you kind of talk about their curriculum a little bit? Is it um, a team-based learning environment? Because that's how it is at UF. So do you have like an academic group that you kind of work with every year? So it's mainly individual. Um, of course, there are some classes where we have activities where we are part of a group. So like we did a literature evaluation class and you get with the group that you choose yourself and you read the articles, you present the data that you found together and a post a presentation. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to self-studying, it's, you know, all individual. You can work with like other classmates as you did in undergrad, but it's not strictly team-based learning. Okay. And with that, is it, you kind of just go to class, you, there's like a lecture, you take notes and then you have an exam or do you have because we at UF, we get modules where the pre-recorded lectures, we watch those and then we go to class and get like quizzed on it and then have an active learning session where we kind of um, go over the things that we were just quizzed on and we just reviewed on our own and kind of put them into practice. So pre-COVID, <laughs> pre-COVID, all of the lectures were in person and mm-hmm. you get to interact with your professor, you get to ask questions in class. And sometimes we'd have pop quizzes or sometimes we have schedule quizzes. We don't really have things like the module where we have to go over the lecture ourselves by ourselves and then do all that. But mainly it's just a, you know, um, the standard lecture in person slash online now, but the class still interacts and then schedule quizzes slash pop quizzes. Uh, and then exams, of course. We all know that. Always, always exams. Yeah. 
So does, do you feel like that kind of pertains to your studying style or to your learning style, I should say? I am a really independent person and I really try to branch out on that. I self-study. Um, I like to study by myself for, there's this thing called deep work where you focus mainly only on studying, no internet, no phone, no inner thing, and go in really hard for like two to three hours and absorb as much as you can that way. And I believe for me that what I retain is better than studying, for example, in a group or smaller time frames. But that's no. my style. <laughs> I'm with you. No, I'm with you. I've never been a fan of like study groups. I'd only go if I already felt like I studied enough on my own and kind of see what other people know or if, see if I could help teach them something or if they could help teach me something if I need some extra help. But I've always been more of an independent study. Um, I see. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm the same way on that one. I feel like for me, the most beneficial thing that I experienced personally was maybe two hours before the exam. You know how everyone's talking to each other like, oh, this is what I studied. Don't forget this. Yeah. Those are the ones where people say, don't forget this. And it shows up on the exam and you're like, they got my back. <laughs> like, <laughs> looking after you. you can trust yeah. it. And, you okay. know, if they say, don't forget this, like a yeah. week before the exam, I'm going to forget that. But mm -hmm. if it's like two hours before, I'm like, oh, man, saving grace. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we would have, Um, I wouldn't do it. I would show like right before the exam. Right. Like I said, I'm super independent, but we would, I know people that would get together a couple hours before, like you said, and on the whiteboard, just like write out stuff and go over stuff. Like, oh, remember, we need to learn this or we need to know this and this, that, and the third. But, uh, okay. I just show up, perform, then I leave. <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> that's me. What about you, Sean? Um, so I'm a little bit mixture. Uh, I think for me, I'm more of um, like an auditory listener or like learner, sorry. So really just listening and on repeat to all the modules, I can retain a lot of information that way. And then I would just, so I would study by myself, but I would try to give myself enough time. So where if it wasn't like a very... Um, time sensitive exam or deadline where I could group study with people. And then for me, I always feel I, I retain information best if I have an opportunity to sort of review with someone and then teach them in areas they don't know. And then like you guys were kind of saying, like, I guess I sort of had that superpower where I was like, Oh, don't forget this. This is going to be on the test. And so it usually was on the test, but yeah. So that's the kind of way that I learn. People do have different teaching styles, but it definitely sounds like, I mean, I feel like that in-person aspect, and being able to get instant feedback by asking questions is something that I felt like UF is something that I missed because I had never had to do like an online class before. So mm -hmm. I think that that's something that your school does that I feel like is very beneficial. Yeah, and it's like, it's, it's not that they don't provide feedback, but it's like delayed feedback, you know, where it's like, because the lecture is in person, you can just ask right then. But if it's recorded, we kind of got to wait maybe the next day or whenever we get an email responded to. So that's a that's a bit of a difference. I don't have a problem with that. I mean, I doubt most people do, but if that's something that, you know, impacts you or really matters to you, then that's something you should definitely consider. Yeah, one of the really good benefits about in-person lectures or when they used to have them, RIP, um, <laughs> <laughs> is you guys get to interact with each other and it's so fun sometimes. 
like, for example, if the professor makes like a joke, y'all all laugh together, y'all like feedback off of him and make another joke. And that's like a true bonding experience. Mm-hmm. Or like when something silly happens, you know, you think back like, oh my God, I can't believe you did that that one time. That was so funny. Like, that's yeah. how you become a true class. Yeah, no, makes sense. Makes sense. And um, some teachers we would have would try to be funny or comical in their uh, lectures, but sometimes you need other people laughing to help you laugh. <laughs> oh no, I am shameless. Like, <laughs> I find a lot of things hilarious that other people don't, and I sit in the front row. So, like, <laughs> <laughs> so the professor will make a joke, and in everyone's audio recording, when they self record, mm-hmm. you hear. <laughs> <laughs> just me solo, just the one laugh. <laughs> I love it. I wish I was there. I would just give you the dirtiest look. Like that is not even funny. <laughs> no, it's really funny because one of my favorite professors, like I do that all the time when he yeah. lectures, and no one like really feels his jokes. And then every time he would like notice, and the one time where he made a joke, and I was the only one laughing, he was like, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> That's Because nothing, nothing is worse than bombing. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> yeah, and all my like, classmates will be like, oh my god, like it's so funny to listen to yeah. the recordings because I'll just hear you laugh in random places. <laughs> uh, this is why I love pharmacy. We have some characters for sure. Um, <laughs> okay. So with, with PBA, do you have... Um, at our campus, or at, at UF, I should say, we have something called Student Ambassadors. Do you have something like that? Um, can you explain Student Ambassadors to me? Yes, I can. So Student Ambassadors, um, it's different across which campus you go to. I believe they are looking to standardize it, but um, at least at our campus, there's three different departments. Um, one's campus development, another one is, um, what is it, new student planning? Yeah. Yeah, like new students, and then I've, the other one, special events, special external events. Yes. All right, I still know it. <laughs> three for three. Yeah, three for three. So, and it's like each one plays a different role. So campus development will kind of do events on campus for students, maybe something to help everybody uh, get together, unite, kind of do do something fun. Sometimes it might be doing like a ice cream bar or a coffee bar, different things for the campus, kind of bring morale, maybe a Easter egg hunt, different things. And um, like, uh, of course not now, but pre-COVID, um, if it's like Thanksgiving time, maybe have a Thanksgiving event, Christmas time, do a Christmas event, stuff like that. And also like professional stuff like CV development, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, new student planning would do stuff for the first year students. So different things to kind of help them communicate with one another, um, show, you know, their show that they are appreciative that they have upperclassmen that are there for them and stuff like that. Um, so usually they do like nice gifts and different things to kind of cater to them. And then the special external events, I think just kind of helps with planning events, um, networking, getting the UF name out there. And I think also a little bit of tours and stuff like that. So for PBA, all of that is done by student organizations. We don't have a special committee at our school um, that facilitates all those things. For example, for my class, we organize ourselves um, to do a white elephant exchange. Mm -hmm. And that was really fun. And 
again, I'm so into bonding. I'm so into friendship and, <laughs> you know, so another thing was one of the fraternities, PDC, they held a pumpkin carving um, event that was free. Um, another one, I believe it was APHA. There was a lip balm making um, session that we did. And it was just, those things are all hosted by the student organizations themselves. So it's student led. Okay. Except for Fall Fest. Fall Fest was definitely something that the school held. Okay. And so does, is there a student organization that kind of runs like campus tours or anything, or is that just more um, faculty that orchestrates that? So our school's a little different. Um, mm -hmm. We have the undergraduate and then we have the different graduate classes and um, like the pharmacy, the doctor of nursing, for example. And if you want to do a school tour, it's done through, um, I believe, PBA itself. Mm, but okay. if you want to tour the pharmacy school, they have open house scheduled during certain dates within the year. And you can always contact um, the administration if you want to do a personal tour as well. Got it. Um, something that matters since we're all pharmacy students and we're all cheap. And poor mm -hmm. um, parking. Do you have to like pay for parking or anything? <sighs> it is West Palm. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking maybe, maybe you might have to. Yeah. So yeah. again, we had to pay for a parking de decal, and mm -hmm. the parking decal allows you to park in, for example, the parking spaces, um, the lots, and also in the garages we have. Um, it's kind of pricey, but yeah. you know, it's parking. You gotta park somewhere. Yeah. You're walking yeah. to school. Yeah. Same, I would say. I, I don't know the prices at Gainesville, but I feel like it's probably expensive um, to park too. So I get it. Right. Now, um, with Palm Beach Atlantic, I don't remember now. Is that a Christian school? Yeah. So Palm Beach Atlantic is a Christian based school. You don't have to be Christian to attend. A lot of our students aren't. Um, we have people of all different faith backgrounds. And if you're someone that's like, oh, you know, I'm kind of weary of going to a school that's Christian based. Um, you don't have to worry about that because it's mainly based with the morals of Christianity as the focus, not exactly the religion itself. So what guides students through is, for example, um, we talk about being a servant leader. So what's a servant leader? Someone that is selfless towards others and who's strong enough to guide others and themselves through um, certain situations and throughout life. So you can apply that to your patients, for example. You want to be a servant to their healthcare needs. And you want to be a leader in the aspect if you want to become a pharmacist because you'll have um, people under your leadership, for example, pharmacy technicians, maybe other pharmacists if you're a pharmacy manager or something like that. And it really trains you to think with that mentality and those morals. Yeah, and that's, I think that's important that how you touched on it and how you explained it because that might be 
something that a lot of people kind of stay away from because it says it's a Christian school. Right. I think as long as you have the morals of Christianity, where, like you said, you're being a servant leader, service is a key thing. And I think that's important in healthcare, especially with pharmacy. So I think building those morals and developing that within your character during your four years at the university, I think that's, that's, um, that's great. That's great to know that they're doing that. And that's, that's where their focus lies. And it's not right. forcing religion if someone's not into it, or you have to be Christian um, in order to get in. So that's, I think that's important for people to know that are listening. So yeah. thank you. Of course. I spoke with Sean earlier about it. And Sean really deconstructed it in a really, you know, palatable way that's better to understand. So if Sean, you would like to explain what you told me. Oh, man, I don't know. I, that, that gem just naturally flowed. I, I don't know if I can. <laughs> but I think one liners. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, so basically what I kind of got from what Chandler was telling me is that, again, like they use um, sort of the morals of Christianity to sort of build their pharmacy candidates in positive ways. And they're, they're still very accepting to peoples of all faith-based backgrounds, whether if you practice a certain faith or if you're not religious at all, things like that. They're very accepting of everybody, but they still want to instill these positive values upon you. Is that okay? I, th- I think I may have said it better the first time. but <laughs> No, you're pretty you gifted know, with the explanation. No, it's good the way you explained it because... I can only explain my experience a certain way, but from what you understand, what you um, relate back to me, it was perfect. That's like such a pharmacy thing. Like, please tell me what you learned from what I told you. Please repeat back. (laughs) Uh, Patient interview. Yeah. (laughs) So that was perfect. Thank you. Thank you. So how are fa- how are the faculty on your campus? Like, are they very, like, like, I know you said, like, they're really awesome because they're in class and you get to have these fun interactions with them. And really, you can ask them any question you have about course material or oh, how are they outside of course material? Like, are their office doors always open or how accessible are they in building relationships with their students? So one of the great things about PBA is we do have an open door policy um, when it comes to anything you need, personal, um, academic, you know, professional-wise, they're always there for you. Um, even if you just really need someone to talk to you, feeling overwhelmed, you know, there's always someone who uh, will be there as, like, a shoulder to lean on. A lot of our faculty do work outside of academia, um, and they work in clinical settings, so they may not be available, let's say, during all school hours or all school days, but there's always going to be someone there on campus for you. Got it. Thank you for that. So looking back, if you were to change anything, well, actually, let's let's do this. Um, what if you feel like sharing, which schools did you apply to? Okay. When I applied, I did not have confidence in myself, honestly. What? So, yeah, it's it's character building. This is my character building plot. <laughs> so, I was very um, unsure that I was able to get in. I was worried, if, what am I not good enough? Um, so, I applied to all schools in Florida because one of my, you know, one of the things that was important to me was 
you know, being close to my family and most of my family is in Florida. And then I applied to schools across the nation, um, mainly based on what I read about their school, schools that I felt like I could get into with my credentials, you know, maybe they didn't have as high of a GPA requirement or as high of curricular requirement or anything like that. So that's how I did it. And so with that, um, what kind of made you narrow down on picking PBA? For PBA, I always tell everyone when they're making a decision, whether it be you know, what do I want to eat today? Or what's pharmacy school do I want to go to? Or, you know, things like that. It doesn't matter how minuscule or how big of a choice. Always go with your gut. That's something you should never deny. Um, because when you go with your gut feeling, you'll be satisfied without thinking, what if? I find that a lot of the times in my personal experience. And with PVA, they had a lot of scholarship opportunities. Um, it was a great environment. I got a good sense of vibes, good vibes mm -hmm. from the faculty and staff when I was there during my interview and um, seeing how all the other students interact with each other. So that was my personal choice that I chose PBA because I felt good about it. I, I can really picture myself, you know, four years down, going into rotations and being healthy mentally and, you know, being able to perform the best that I could academically. And then, so if things were different, would you, would you change? Would you want to be at a different school or you would still stick with, uh, with what your instincts kind of told you? I, I, would, I always go with my instincts. So I would stick with PBA. Awesome. Awesome. All right. And um, uh, was that the wrong answer? I was supposed to say UF. No, no. <laughs> say, say whatever you feel. I know for myself, part of me wonders, I've, I think I would have done UF regardless, but part of me wonders if maybe I should have done a different campus. Mm, I, I didn't really look into it. I just stuck with Orlando because I went to UCF and I didn't feel like moving and I was lazy. Aww, we're <laughs> yeah. all nights. Go yeah. yeah, go nights. So sometimes I wonder if like, oh, maybe Gainesville would have been better for me or maybe um, Jacksonville, but I have like no regrets. But that's something that I think I would have, looking back, I would have liked to take more time mm -hmm. to see which campus would be right for me. I was just like, oh, I'm already here. I'll just stay here. Right, but right. I love my time in Orlando, but I just think it would have been better to make a smarter decision. Right. And I know a lot of people, um, cost comes into play and that's like, um, a personal thing that you have to grapple with to, um, where you're willing to accommodate based on cost. Sometimes that's really important based on where your family lives. That's really important too, or just where you'd like to live. So again, always go with your gut and think of going to pharmacy school as an investment in yourself. This is true. Um, going forward, do you think there's anything maybe your school could improve or you kind of wish they they could add if there's anything that's missing? Since my school is a smaller school, we don't have as many connections with other fields of pharmacy. 
for example, industry, if you want to get into industry, we don't have a pharmacy rotation for that um, as an elective, but the staff and faculty are always willing to push for making those connections with you and trying to build them. So if you're interested in something, never be afraid to reach out, never be afraid to ask, hey, um, I know we don't have this now, but what can we offer in the future? So during my fourth year, I'll be able to go on this rotation. So that's something um, I believe just over time yeah. we'll establish. Yeah, and and I think that's, uh, that's something similar that I said when I um, had the opportunity to interview Victor Perez, who's a third year student at the University of South Florida College of Pharmacy. And I kind of told him the same thing, I feel like, um, which UF is working on. I've seen since my first year to this to fourth year, how they've been improving and trying to gain more opportunities for students in industry. I feel like that's kind of the thing that was lacking. Um, definitely, if you're interested in working in a hospital setting, I think UF definitely promotes that um, research as well. If you're interested in, in research, which brings me to my next question, I'll ask you if, if there's any like dual degrees there. But um, like research and then also like community, I feel like those are like the three areas of focus really at UF. And I think they're starting to incorporate industry as well. Because I think more and more students are becoming interested and they're hearing our feedback. And that's mm -hmm. awesome. They're listening to us. I'm sure PBA will be the same. Right, right. But it's it's tough because we're in the South, you know. It's like exactly. everybody up north. And that's kind of like the up north pharmacy school's advantage is that they all have those industry connections. But yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you. If you just advocate, um, advocate for your patients and advocate for yourself. So be vocal, let your professors know, um, if you have like a faculty advisor or, or a mentor, um, let them know that you're interested in this and they probably know somebody cause you'll hear this a thousand times that pharmacy is a small world. <laughs> so they know somebody, and if they don't know somebody, they know somebody that knows somebody. <laughs> so <laughs> you will be connected with somebody in the industry if you have any interest. For sure. Right. But yeah, so do you, does your campus have any dual degrees? Yeah, we have a PharmD MBA program. So mm -hmm. what that entails, it's over two years. So your first two years of pharmacy school, you'll be taking MBA classes. Um, there, well, I don't know how it is during COVID, but pre-COVID, it was a mix of night classes and online classes. And by the end of your four years at pharmacy school, you'll be, you know, getting your MBA and your pharmacy. That's something to consider if you want to go into more managerial side of pharmacy mm -hmm. as well or opening your own business. So if that's something that's interesting to you, that'd be great. Definitely. Definitely. And even if you're unsure about it, I think it'd be great to at least apply to a school that has the opportunity for you to do both. Right. That's something to, to weigh if that's something that you might have some interest in. What about, since I mentioned research earlier, um, is there like a lot of research that goes on at your university? Yes, there is. And since our school, PA is a little bit smaller, there's more opportunities for working with the faculty member. If you have an interest on, hey, you know, this would be really interesting to do some studies on or to do research on, you know, all you have to do is talk to a faculty member and they'll help you facilitate getting that done. Mm -hmm. For example, one of the students that we had previously, 
um, he was really interested in efficacy of caffeine pills versus, you know, standard coffee usage and like the different strengths of caffeine pills. So that was something he brought up to a faculty member. They're like, that sounds like a great idea. And here's your own lab and here's your own things to work with. So it's really fun. I think a lot of times people hesitate like, oh, I don't know if I could talk to this faculty member. I'm like kind of nervous about that. Like I want to do this, but like I'm kind of unknown on what the steps are. Like just open up and bring your idea and the rest is to follow. They'll help you. Exactly. It's just baby steps. Just don't overthink it. First thing, if you have an interest, just, you know, um, write it down. Try to keep, keep it in your mind. Don't forget it. And then one day, just randomly just ask the professor or email them, whatever the case may be that you're interested. Just take it one step at a time. Don't try to overthink it. I think that's a, a major problem a lot of us have is we try to think too far in the future and overthink something. It's just keep it very simple. Um, if you have an interest, just ask. And mm -hmm. if what the worst they can do is say no. <laughs> so like, and that's fine if they say no. So it's just like, or maybe they'll have a recommendation, like maybe not exactly this project, but maybe would you be interested if it was more this? Maybe they'll make some adjustments for you. Um, right, and right. Yeah, one of the verses they always say is, ask and you shall receive. Mm. It's something like, if you never ask, you're never going to get anything. Like, <laughs> So always just go for it, you know. Even if there's a no, like you mentioned, there's always another thing that you could do. Mm -hmm. And we do have a research presentation where the faculty members will present their research and will ask students um, saying like, oh, there's X amount of spots open if you want to be able to join me in my research. And mm -hmm. that's always an opportunity for students as well. Let's say you don't want to do your own project. You can always aid a faculty member with theirs. And that's a really good experience too. Yeah, super cool. So um, something I found interesting when I was interviewing Victor, he was telling me that uh, research is actually required in their curriculum. Is that a requirement within P PBAs? Oh, no, it's not actually. That's really interesting. I think that's a good thing that UF has going on. USF, USF. Not oh, USF. USF. Oh. Yeah, it's not a requirement for us, um, but you can do it as an elective or you could do it. Um, some people do it for honors as well. You need oh, I see. Yeah, we don't really have an honors system. So I'm not really sure what that entails. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Anything else you could think of, Sean? What's your class size? Like how, how big of a class do you guys have? All right. So ours is a mighty size of 42, I believe. Ooh. Yeah, we're strong or small, but mighty. That's what I say. Um, the reason why it's a little bit smaller than average is we lost a lot of students um, due to personal conflicts. Um, due to the hurricane season we had, our P1 year, a lot of people had family members in Puerto Rico that was really greatly affected by Hurricane Maria. But, um, you know, you got to make most of it. You got to get with your class and be your family, too, no matter how many people there are. And the other class, for example, their size is 71. That's just a reference. Right. And, um, yeah, so don't. Like Chandler was saying, don't take that as like any issues with the program because even at UF, we've had people that have left the program. 
So there are always people that leave, whether it's personal reasons, um, uh, cost reasons, et cetera, et cetera. So that's just part of the process. Some people will leave um, and you will see your class size get smaller. Right. And I always think of it as life happens. It might not happen how you think or plan it'll be, mm -hmm. but life happens sometimes. You know, you have to leave pharmacy school or something happens, um, but it's okay. Yeah, I agree. Any other questions, Sean? Man, just put them in the spot. Um, all right, so last question that I have, because um, I know we've talked about your rotations and how you've been killing them. So my question <laughs> for you is, how well do you feel Palm Beach Atlantic has prepared you for these rotations that you've been on? One thing I really, really, really truly appreciate that PBA has taught me before going on rotations is professionalism. There comes a time where it's cool to just be chill with who you're working with. But when it comes to introducing yourself and when it comes to how you speak over email, even the smallest things like that, you have to have a foundation. You build the foundation first and then you make adjustments as time goes on. So um, a lot of times we would see or hear about students, not personally at PBA only, but maybe other schools as well. They would write an email saying, hey, I'm so-and-so. When do you want me to be there tomorrow? You know, just having like basic etiquette. Um, that builds your confidence in opening up the relationship and then expanding upon it when you get closer to your, let's say, um, maybe a residency director or maybe, what's that called? When? Your preceptor. Sorry, I had a big part. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I completely agree with you. Uh, how how long is your your rotations? How many weeks? So my rotations at PBA are six weeks long. Six weeks. Okay, so that's the same with ours. And I had this conversation with a three PD at the University of Florida College of Pharmacy in Orlando, and she kind of felt um, like she was worried about that, like how to build a relationship but not be unprofessional but not being professional to where you can't have a personal relationship with them so through my experience and also talking to upperclassmen who are now pharmacists but my general kind of rule rule of thumb would be the first four weeks be as formal and respectful as possible right okay. and then maybe the fifth week you kind of loosen up a little bit of course i'd be careful what you're saying like i would never use profanity right I would, um i'd be even kind of weary to like joke about like something but maybe talk about if there's like a tv show like oh like have you ever watched the office like maybe something casual like that right and then maybe after that see how they are receptive to casual talk like that like oh um do you watch football like are you a, uh what type of team do you like and stuff right like, um basketball whatever the um, sports, et cetera, et cetera. So whatever you want to talk about, kind of bring it up casually and then maybe from there, see how they react to that. And then maybe, um, by the sixth week, you can be a little bit more of yourself. So that's kind right. of like, I do it. Um, yeah. Heard any bad feedback? <laughs> so, <laughs> so hopefully they're not talking bad about me, but 
Um, that's kind of how I look at it is like the first four weeks, just professional straight business, try to be the best student pharmacist that I could be focused right. on the knowledge, um, handling the, the course, the, the work that they give me, um, just trying to be the best I can with that. And then after that, you know, kind of talk to them, ask them maybe some questions about like, Hey, um, what made you decide to be a pharmacist? What made you want to be, um, what made you do a residency here? They did the residency at that site. Mm-hmm. Like, how did you go about selecting residency? Because I'm interested in that. What are some of your career interests? You know, like, cause they're people too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, would you ever want to be a teacher? Like, I think you're an exceptional teacher by being like, through being my preceptor, would you ever want to be a teacher? It's like, you know, I've never thought about that. And you kind of hear some interesting things and you kind of build a relationship. So you can kind of do that. And then maybe get into TV shows. I know um, one of the pharmacists um, recommended some TV shows for me. Netflix and I, or no, it was on Hulu and I watched it and I really liked it. Um, Black Sales. was hanging. What was it? Black Sales. Black Sales. Oh, Black Sales. (laughs) Have you watched it? I have it, but now I know to watch it. (laughs) (laughs) You're into pirates because like we're surprisingly both into like pirates and stories like that. So um, he told me to watch Black Sails. So I watched it. And um, yeah, so it's just like that's kind of how I do it. So I would say first four weeks, just super professional, grind, work as hard as you can, be the best student pharmacist you could be. Fifth week, um, ask them, you know, their career interests. um, Show them that you're also interested in them as a person. Right. their interest, what they're, um, what they're doing, why they chose to do this, why they did a residency there, what kind of, how did they go about selecting the residency schools, et cetera, or residency programs and stuff like that, which ones to apply to, et cetera. And then after that, just like, oh, like casual stuff, sports, TV shows and stuff like that. So that's kind of what my, my train of thought, that's how I do that. Yeah. Like you mentioned before, my rule of thumb is no matter how chummy you get with someone not even just your preceptor, but anyone working in that pharmacy, (laughs) you know, because they all know each other, of course, and they're going to say stuff. So never use profanity, like you mentioned, never do that. And my rule of thumb in life in general is don't talk down to other, about others to other people, you know, they're going to remember that. And that's the kind of vibe that you'll give off the negative energy that you'll give off, you know, always talk up other people like, Hey, I really liked how that person did this. I'm glad I learned that from them. You know, things like that will really move you ahead in how people perceive you. But I I agree with you. I agree with you. My, that's another thing that I do. I, this is just a personal thing when it comes to anything. Cause you gotta remember pharmacy is also a business. So like anything that's like career or business based, I personally don't believe talking bad about anybody. Now, if you don't like them, that's fine, but I'm just, I'll just say no comment. Right, right. I'll leave it at that. But I personally don't believe in saying anything bad about anybody because mm-hmm. someone might take that and misconstrue it and then tell that person and then issues arise. So I never talk bad about anybody, even if they talk bad about me, like it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's okay, guys. Like I don't need to defend myself or anything like that. Um, everybody's can have their own opinions and whatnot. So I just try to be respectful towards everybody. And um, if I don't have anything nice to say, I'll just keep my mouth shut because there's no point in So, yeah. So that's honestly, how I move with that. Right. Um, honestly, another thing that could be really helpful in preserving people's idea of you profession- as a professional is 
don't talk bad about the place of work. For example, don't be like, I hate how they do this, or why do they have to do it this way? Instead, present it as an opportunity for improvement. Yeah. That's how you should spin it. Always like, I see that we do it this way, but here's an opportunity of improvement that I think will be beneficial for the team. And that's something you could bring up and maybe present as a presentation if you're on rotation, um, you know, to your preceptor or maybe through pharmacy admin or something like that, you know, because um, I personally felt some things could have been better for students or for the staff. And I was able to personally present, you know, my opportunities for improvement and they were able to implement them later on in the future. And hey, that's going to build your CV. <laughs> um, anybody that's listening, Chandler Pham is going places. <laughs> so you got to you got to take what she says in stride and definitely your own life because this is a, definitely a, an impressive woman. I'm super glad I was able to meet you. And um thankful for the relationship that, that we built as friends and right. definitely going places. So I think uh, anybody listening definitely needs to, to listen to, to your words for sure. And honestly, if you listen to Sean Jovan's podcast, you already know, you know. <laughs> <That is true. laughs> what more could I say? They say it for themselves. <laughs> so Sean will just straight up say that he's going places. Like he doesn't need other people to say it for him. <laughs> Do I do I come off like that? <laughs> no, he'll just straight up say the words out of his mouth. Yeah. Once I'm in my residency, you know. <laughs> but you gotta speak it into existence. You gotta speak it. Yeah. yeah. I agree with that. You have to speak it into existence. But, That's right. Um, all right. So with that being said, do you have any uh, questions for us? Yeah. Um, it's more of a, let's talk about this. I think it'd be interesting to talk about how we each, you know, met each other, how we became friends. Um, Sean can go off first since Ooh. I've actually known him the longest. Ooh, Sean, step up to the plate. We were trying to do the math on this. We couldn't decide if it was 15 or 16 years we've known each other. Back mm -hmm. in the sixth grade? Yeah, it was sixth grade, middle school. Sixth grade, yeah. So known her since middle school. Um, not in high school, but we did go to UCF together. That's where we kind of like rebumped into each other at the pre-pharmacy thing. And we're like, whoa, what? You're doing pharmacy? <laughs> and then I sort of like haven't, didn't talk to her for a while. And then I was super stressed and I was taking the PCAT. And then during the PCAT, you take a couple, you take, I think you take the first two sections and you get a small break, and I was stressed because, like, I mean, I, I knew I was doing well, but like, see, there you go. He just straight up says it himself. <laughs> right, Taylor, we we know you did really well in the PCAT, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I, I was getting nervous, and then I saw her during the break, and I was like, "Whoa, what? You're here as well, taking the PCAT?" And then yeah, it was so we always just randomly bump into each other, and we've had that that long line, and now we're both going to be great pharmacists. And What's your Besides calling me out, you know. <laughs> Honestly, the glow up is unreal from middle school. <laughs> so like now, <laughs> yeah, and it's really cool to know someone for so long and be able to progress together. Whether it's like in the same field, me and Sean are doing pharmacy, or should I say, Sean and I are doing pharmacy. You know, um, it's just great to see people you know and people you're friends with be successful and work yeah. towards their goals. And for Jovin, 
I met you on my first hospital um, rotation. This yes. was um, during the summer before P3 year. Mm -hmm. We had the yeah. hospital rotation together. Yeah, I haven't held South. That's where we were at. I, what did I do? <laughs> like, like, I, I started talking. Um, I feel like maybe we all had, because I know we all had orientation together. Right. Probably during our lunch break or something like that. Mm -hmm. and, um, we all, I know we all had a group chat. So I guess through the group chat and we all just kept having lunch together and we just kept talking. Yeah. And I guess that's just how the magic happened. And then you were, uh, Super, super kind enough to invite us all to Krung Bep Tea Time, correct? Yeah, Thai yes. Tea Sandwich Place. Yes, yes, a Thai Sandwich Place. So any foodies that are listening, um, great spot in Winter Park. It's kind of hidden a little bit, I guess you can kind of mm -hmm. say. Parking's in the back if you need it. And um, yeah, so we had there, we went there. I think it was our last day. So we had a great meal, mm -hmm. um, a great time together. And since then, we've kind of kept in touch a little bit through the group chat. Now you're back here, but yeah, basically pharmacy brought us together. <laughs> right. <laughs> wow. Who would have thought yeah, yeah. <laughs> on this pharmacy podcast how we all know each other? <laughs> mm -hmm. But yeah, it's been fun. Like, Jovan's the type of person who always has something good to say and will always reach out. And that's something that's really important, too, for people who are listening. He's great at networking. I told him I should be taking notes from him because. Even as a going into P3 year, he was already networking with um, major pharmacy staff. Um, for example, he set up a meeting for our little group to meet with the safety pump advisor and like go on to like, you know, different meetings with her. It was great. Um, so Jovan's like really an example that you don't have to be higher up like a p3 or p4 to get things done or to do things you're interested in so i'm grateful for you i'm glad that you Aww. showed me how to network like that i'm still building my confidence but it's no. good to see how to do it <laughs> no, I'm, I'm one of those weirdos i don't know how to respond well to compliments oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> yes but thank you so much i genuinely appreciate that um yeah. i tell sean this all the time anytime your name gets brought up i'm like yo she is so smart like I feel, <laughs> I feel dumb when I'm around you. No, you're so smart. Honestly, you're a very, very intelligent woman. Um, not only in pharmacy, but like other things that we've talked about. So you're definitely going to be doing like great big things in pharmacy, and you're going to be an outstanding representative for PBA. And I'm grateful that we met as well. And I learn from you as well, just like you learn from me. Um, even though you're maybe not the most talkative person. You know, but there's still so much to learn from you. So how you carry yourself, um, I think one thing is you kind of touched upon it. You were always very professional. And in the past, I've been more lax. <laughs> so, you know, picking up that, seeing the professionalism, you were always prepared for whatever, um, whatever it is, whatever it is, pharmacy related, you were always prepare, prepared. And I think... I don't know personally what you do each day to prepare yourself, but I'm like, yo, I got to up my game to be on her level. <laughs> that's something um, I do like little things every single day to, that's pharmacy related, whether it's watching YouTube vids. Um, sometimes on Instagram, you can find great content. 
Um, so I'll do that too, whether it's an Applex book, uh, try to study a little bit each day um, just to be like, because I have like people that I see that I feel are above me, but not in a bad way or anything like that. But it's like, hey, I want to get to their level clinically. I want like their respect. I want to be on par with them. So you're definitely one of the people that I would put above me. I would, I would like to get to your level. So watch out. <laughs> oh, okay. I got to watch my back now. <laughs> <laughs> Coming for you. Yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah. Um, one thing that's really important to note is during our rotation, I was the only non-UF student there. So oh, no, no, we had one more. Oh, yes, we did have one more. Yes. Yeah. 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 So we had two non-UF students. And mm -hmm. I always say, don't close yourself off from knowing people because they're not who you're comfortable with. Mm -hmm. For example, they're from a different school. You might be closed off to getting to know your, know them and um, expand your friendship. But it was honestly a great experience being with people I did not go to school to because they had so much to say, so much to offer, um, their different perspectives and, you know, friendship. Like, yes. like I said, I am obsessed with friendship and like building each other up because you'll meet them, for example, and you'll meet them later on in different events. For example, I always run into Delina and i um yeah so i love that i love that i ran into her during legislative days in tallahassee that we do for pharmacists and you know it's always like a mini reunion you never know where you're gonna see them and i recently ran into your former co-host um right. riley she was at my rotation um last too so like you said earlier where, where was that it was at the va in orlando Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll tell. I'll tell you. You said hello. Okay, well, shout out to Riley. <laughs> <laughs> um, even though she's not on the podcast, nothing's changed. Still love her. She's the best. Yeah, she's um, cool. Yeah, no, she's awesome. If you think I network, you gotta watch her. She's out of this world. She's <laughs> the best I've seen at networking for sure. Yeah, like I like um. Everyone feels like this is a competition with other pharmacies yeah, no. being the best. No, it's about like learning from each other and, you know, building each other up like this, um, being shouted with compliments on a podcast I was invited to and giving <laughs> compliments back. So it's been good. We have to give you your flowers. You deserve, you deserve them. You deserve to hear them. So we got to make Aww, sure. Yeah. And if you have a, like a positive thought about something, with someone just tell them to don't hold it in tell them mm -hmm. all right so um with that being said sean did you have uh, any extra questions um i don't seems like we uh, had a bunch of great answers and great representation coming out of palm beach atlantic and chandler and we had some good compliments for you joe you know <laughs> <laughs> Both are you know, yeah so. this is why he started the podcast <laughs> yeah, <just> <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> but um, yeah, any any opportunity to talk about me, why not? You know, <laughs> the world is dying to know. Yeah, but okay. So, with that being said, Chandler, thank you so much. I'm not going to attempt to say your full name, but thank you so much for for coming on, um, taking the time to speak to us today. Um, everybody that's listening, once again. We're everywhere except for Google Play. You can find us on Spotify, 
um, Apple Podcasts. You can just go on there, search Capsule Production Podcast, go on and subscribe, download our content, um, tune in. We try to post weekly, so go ahead and tune in weekly to us. And um, also, we are active on Instagram. So our Instagram, um, we are it is at Cap- Capsule Production. So go ahead and search at Capsule Production on Instagram. You can find us. And on Thursdays, we do these Testing Knowledge Thursdays. So we do these quick one-question quizzes um, in our story, our Instagram story. So if you just go on there, you have about 10 seconds to give an answer to the questions. And we usually post over the weekend or maybe Monday or Tuesday the rationale for why that answer is the correct answer. So definitely tune in for that. That's some of the stuff, whether it's from the Netflix through learning, um, through studying the Netflix, some questions on there, or maybe some things that a preceptor has asked me. So anything to definitely get students prepared for stuff and also kind of that fast twitch, that quick response to questions. I think a lot of us on an exam, we get to take our time and respond to a question versus in practice, you have a little bit less time to respond to a question. So I think um, going on the Instagram and kind of doing our story that kind of helps prepare you for that. So that fast twitch, that those quick response answers, and um, as always, if there's any questions you guys have, or if you ever want to get in contact with us, give us any feedback. If you go to our Instagram or our Facebook, you'll see our link tree. You can just click on there. You'll find my Instagram. Um, you'll find Sean's Instagram on there. You'll also find my LinkedIn. You'll find Jeff, Brandon, um, Rachel, and Alvin. So those are all the members of the podcast. You'll find us all on there. So if you ever want to reach out to any one of us, please feel free to do that. And Chandler, if anybody has any questions for you, um, what's the best way that they can reach out to you? My email is fam n, so that's p h a m as in Mary and n as in Nancy at p b a dot edu. So y'all could ask me questions there if you'd like to hear more about PBA or have any questions um, related to pharmacy. And just as a Vietnamese representation, um, I'm going to pronounce my full name (laughs) the way it's supposed to be pronounced. (laughs) So it's Chandler is my English name. And then Malk Hun Bam. That's me. (laughs) And thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm so blessed. You're the best. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you. You're the best. Of course. Thank you.